You are completely pathetic. What's this? Oh my... Welcome to your worst nightmare. I had I, I admit it, I had a cocktail uh, in the green room. You know, Rick, unfortunately, had been drinking most of the afternoon. Washed it down with one beer, two beers, three beers, a shot of whiskey, a margarita, and a bloody Mary. And I said, Stone Cold, why have one when you can have them both? Hey, yo. I'd like to try one of those And then a tall cold brew And then a shot or two Another whiskey and coke Does anybody have a smoke? Greetings and salutations, barflies. Welcome back to the podcast. My mother calls irreverent, charming, and witty. It's the Wrestling Happy Hour. <laughs> Pop. My name is My name is Christopher Plant, and as always, I'm joined by my compadres, Dan Hardcore Hudman. What? Austin 316 Day. What? Right in your beady little eyes, Big John Brot. What? I think he's having a stroke, so if anybody is in the Tempe, Arizona area, go check on old hardcore. Make sure he's Woo! good. And also, we got my man, Big John Brat. I said, can I get you an ice-cold beverage? What? I said, can I get you an ice-cold beverage? What? Are you saying you don't want to drink with Stone Cold Steve Austin? What? 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 <laughs> you know who that reminded me of? Who's the old Raw GM, the old 80s wrestler married to Nikki Bowles? Johnny Ace, man. Johnny like, Ace. Uh, Was that your Johnny John Ace? John Laronitis. Here I'm having a stroke, and you're acting like Johnny Laronitis. You know what? I probably, I probably could pull off a better Johnny Ace, I guess, than it's, it is more Johnny Ace than Stone Cold. What? <laughs> Take that pipe bomb out of your hands. Damn right. All righty. Moving right along, folks. We are on the road to WrestleMania. We're halfway there. We've got about two more Raws to go, or is it just one more? People power, Chris. It's all about people power. Right on okay, now you... day. Okay, so, okay, Danny sound like uh, Mr. Garrison, and Big John sound like he had his emphysema. So, uh, oh, scissor with timbers. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm right there with you, man. I'm going. I'm not gonna claim it though, but you know, we might have to make some lifestyle changes. I'm with you on that one. Oh, fuck, tell me about it. <laughs> but one of them won't one. be changing this podcast. Cheers and beers. Woo-woo. Cheers and beers, boys. What do we have? Cheers. Is it one more raw? Is it? I, I thought it was two. Is no, it one? Two more raw. Two. two more. Hey, one more raw okay. till we're in Orlando, Daddy. Hell yeah. Oh, I thought it was two more till WrestleMania. It's two more Raws. Two more. Two more Raws okay. till WrestleMania. But yep. One more. Thank till... God. 
No, fuck. I don't even know what the hell I'm talking about. Yeah, two we, more. We, we got two more walls, man. And thank God for that, because it still gives me time to sell a body part to get make it down to that motherfucker. But <laughs> <laughs> that being said, we're gassed up. It's It was an interesting Raw, interesting SmackDown. A lot going on in the world of professional wrestling. I want to start with the big news of the week, though. Uh, as reported by The Observer and also reported by MLW Radio, Daniel Bryant's got about 18 months left on his WWE contract. And after that, not only is he going to leave WWE, but he plans on returning to professional wrestling. So, you know, fellas, John, I got mixed feelings about this one, man. Obviously, I'm a fan and I can think of all the possibilities and all the matchups he could do and where he could go. Plus, he's such a big name that he could legitimately put a company on the map and, and make them a legitimate number two behind the, the E. But on the other hand... You know, he's got some things going on with his head, man. I mean, not only does he have the neck things going on, but he's got some head things going on. And we know too much at this point, man. So I, I don't really want to see him hurt himself. So I'm I'm kind of going back and forth. But, Big John, what are your thoughts on the possible wrestling return on, of Daniel Bryan? Yeah, as a wrestling fan, you you know, you want to you want to see these guys in the ring. You'd love to see him wrestle as long as, you know, like Hulkster has, Ric Flair. But, you know, injuries catch up on some some more serious than others and definitely the head uh he all the reports always say that he's had numerous you know experts and doctors that know way more than i could ever possibly know in this field have cleared him it's just the wwe doctors that won't so uh i don't know you know is that is is the wwe doctor the the all in be all of Head trauma, you know. If that's the case, I mean, would would the NFL, the NFL you'd think would hire the same guy? So, uh, I I I have no problem with him going somewhere else and wrestling. And like you said, he is the biggest name, you know, going, and, and he would be the biggest name that they'd bring in. You know, the equivalent. I don't want to say a Hulk Hogan, but almost the equivalent. You know, if TNA brought him in at this point in time, it, Impact pop, Wrestling, it, by it, the way, it'd be. Almost the equivalent of, you know, like a Hulk coming over to uh, WCW. Well, let me start by saying it wouldn't even be close to that. But, <laughs> I mean, that changed the game when Hulk went to WCW. It'd be huge, absolutely huge. You're right. Um, fuck, I'm all for it. I'm all about the YOLO lifestyle. He's not worried about getting sponge bath when he's too old to fucking... <laughs> pissed by himself he wants to chase his dream he wants to live his life i understand there's a child involved now obviously we see that all the time on the news but and i don't want to say he's doing it just for the money because there's obviously other ways he can make money he's shown that the last two years but if his fucking i mean we all know what makes us tick when it comes to chasing a passion type thing i can't hate on him if all these doctors are okay in it and the loophole doctors at WWE corporately traded company aren't right. I mean, yeah, yeah. So I'm good with it. I mean, yeah, I I, I feel you, man. I, you know, I don't want to see anything happen to him, but at the same time, like you no, said, not at all. YOLO, yeah. it's his life. This is his passion. This is all he's ever wanted to do with himself. Who who am I to tell him no? You can't wrestle. And the beauty of it is, I mean, like in the NFL. You know, if you got a bum knee, you know, you you're done. You you know, you can't play the game anymore. He can change his style and still totally. entertain the people. You know, he is an entertaining man 
whether he's doing head dives through the ropes and uh, stuff like that. I mean, he, there's ways to protect it, and he can still go out and, and draw money for companies. So, And, and if not, uh, I mean, if it shows right now, he's very good at you know a mouthpiece, general manager, authority-ish role. So, I mean, he, uh, you, you're not afraid of you know, your pigeonhole to where you have to have him wrestle, because you don't. Uh, he could be a featured attraction, and he doesn't have to, you know, beat beat his ass up. He can just go out and entertain everybody. Hey, and Michael you know, Jordan. Funny. Michael Jordan sold out Wizards games, so I agree yeah. with the change up your style. I mean, yeah. it works. It's the name on the marquee that's gonna sell well, those tickets. It, it's funny though that you guys bring that up because I was watching Total Divas with Shot Girl uh, probably a few months back now. And he was actually talking about that. He had went they had, He was kind of depressed because he couldn't wrestle. So the Bellas had taken him down to the performance center. And he was talking to uh, Sami Zayn. And he was telling him how he, he has developed kind of a new style, less high-impact style of wrestling to try to protect himself. Uh, he was training for an eventual, eventual match with Brock, but he was kind of displaying his, his new style. So... You know, you guys got a point. I, I, I you know, it, it is what it is at this point. I would love to see him wrestle. Clearly, I don't want to see anything happen to him. But um, that's the life he chose, man. I yeah. mean, you know, as, you know, the NFL, uh, professional wrestling, uh, all the contact sports, really. There, there's a price to be paid. And you know, if those guys are willing to go out there and pay the price, you know, it, it's, well, it's whatever. And especially now more than ever, because now these athletes, not just wrestlers, but any athletes are more educated than they've ever been their entire lives about what the possibilities are. It was different when Jim McMahon didn't know he'd be pissing himself when the microwave's going off, you know? But now these guys know that shit might happen to their bodies later on in life. It sucks, but I mean, it is what it is, man, because I mean, if we're being all the way 110 about it, Nobody should be playing football or wrestling or, or boxing, boxing, MMA, yeah. or, or any of that shit. So, yeah. Right? It, yeah, no. it's, it's it, risk. So. So, okay, so that being said, who would you guys like to see him wrestle outside of the WWE? Is there great any question. name that comes to mind? Oh, great question. I think the Mark answer would be Kenny Omega. Of course. Uh, you know, that would be the, the, hot, the hot ticket right now. I mean... I, there's a lot of people I want to see him wrestle in the WWE is the problem, you know, that, and, and a lot of them are guys that he wrestled on the Indies and he was wrestling before he, you know, when he was making a name in ring of honor, uh, those guys are finally here now, you know, cause he kind of paved the way. It'd be cool to see those feuds. Cause I never, you know, me personally, I never got to see him. I haven't, you know, taken the time to go back and YouTube that stuff or, you know, tape trade or anything like that yeah but uh it'd be cool to see that on the big stage yeah you know what i, I think? got Owens, seth rollins you know these are those would be marquee matches I, I mine would be i would like to see we've talked a lot about connor and mcgregor doing their own thing outside of ufc it would be cool to see him and cm punk do some kind of their own thing outside of not necessarily any federation, but outside of WWE and Impact, a more indie field. I have two names, Ricochet and Will Ospreay. 
I knew those were going to be your names. Of course, of course. <laughs> I mean, in my opinion, technically speaking, they're the best two indie guys working right now. So I would love to see him mix it up with them. It's a fresh matchup. I don't think we've ever seen it. And that Will Ospreay, man, he's going to be a star one day, man, because he's got a personality to go with his in-ring work as well. Might as and well that's fair, but Might we as just well talk about their styles. They'll be ballroom dancing. Exactly. And you, we just talked about their styles change, and that one might be rough to pull them in. Well, well no, he just it'd be a it, mixed tag. No, it's well, Bree, yes, asshole. We'll just but bring uh, <laughs> Bree in because those guys are just dancing anyway. So Daniel could just evening, you know, do his little ballroom dancing with Bree, and it's, it'd be an entertaining match. <laughs> but, but think about it like this: so, so you're telling, so you're telling me, uh, Jimi Hendrix couldn't get together with uh, Andre 3000 and make something different. Or no, let me give another name. You're telling me Beethoven and Andre 3000 couldn't collaborate and come up with something beautiful? Well, Beethoven oh, doesn't yeah. have a bum fucking neck. He had a bum fucking ear. Well, he's obviously <laughs> a genius. He didn't have to change his style because he got old and beat up. It, it, but that's my point, though. Daniel Bryan is a genius at his field as well. No, that's fair. Uh, I that's thought fair. Beethoven's a dog. Beethoven's Badoosh. fifth, great movie. <laughs> what are you talking about? He doesn't have an ear. He's a big old fluffy St. Bernard, that cute little guy, big guy. He, he's got a mouth of a Bukaki victim, doesn't he, though? Good <laughs> Lord, big old slobber mouth, motherfucker. Let me hear you, Paris, Illinois. Number one, oh, hardcore. I'm terrified by that image. Number two, Big John, we got to get you the fuck out of Bloomington, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I know. The, it, I thought Beethoven was just the dog, and I do know what Bukaki is. So, <laughs> out of here. I knew John would pop at that joke. I, I was working my audience there. All right. Uh, so, classically trained, one of the best uh, composers and, and musicians I, in the history of the world. No clue. Bukaki. Oh, yeah, I know what that is. America, <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. America. <laughs> So, Hardcore, you brought up Conor McGregor, and I'm glad you did, because over the weekend, Floyd Mayweather was actually overseas doing an interview with somebody, and they record. it was recorded, obviously, because it was an interview, and he basically called out McGregor. He said, hey, man, let's make it happen in June. I'm ready. Let's get it done. Sign your paperwork. Do what you got to do. Let's make it happen. Uh, fellas, we, we, we talked about this a few weeks back. Is this fight going to happen this year? Is it going to happen next year? Is it going to happen at all? I sure uh, hope so. I sure hope so, too. And I, It seems more and more like it, it might, but that's how all the Floyd Mayweather ones seemed like, and they just drug on and on and on, and then, you know, until they finally did happen. But, uh, so I don't know if it'll be anytime soon still. I lo- This was one of the first times I really enjoyed what Floyd said and him being a cocky asshole really made sense. He called himself the A side and said, Connor, you're the B side. He goes, well. I, I was there before. He goes, when I fought De La Hoya, I was the B side fighting the A side and I won. And then he said somebody else. He said, and now because of that, I'm the A side. And I just, right. I love the, yeah, the he's, analogy he's of it. Right. It, was, it was a beautiful analogy. Uh, and he's, he's fucking serious. It's, Shut up, McGregor, because if you beat me, you know, take whatever you get can get because you're going to get a great payday no matter what out of this. Don't be asking for hundreds of millions of dollars because 
if you get 10, you're getting paid better than you've been paid ever. So yeah. take it. And if you fucking win, then you're gold, buddy. And then you're the A side. And that's, I mean, he, he put him in place. And hopefully McGregor can at least respect that to a certain extent as the fighter, you know. And, yeah, maybe this will actually happen. But well, I understand why he's asking. Go ahead, Chris. Hardcore kind of clearly wants this fight, man, because like Big John, like you just said, man, this is the biggest payday he's ever gotten. So he clearly wants to do the fight. Uh, the holdup is UFC, and I can understand their hesitation. A, they're not in control of this event. B, if Connor loses, he's the only draw they have, and that might tarnish their name. So I understand their hesitation, but at the end of the day, I know Connor wants to do it. But but go ahead, Hardcore. What do you think about that? No, I was just saying, I, I get where Connor's coming from asking for all this money because it takes two to tango. I mean, mm-hmm. Mayweather fights anyone else in the world. It's not going to touch the money that it would if it was the blockbuster event that everybody wants to see. So I get that. But I also get the A side, B side. So somebody's got to get more money in this is their points of view. And Mayweather gets more money. I'm fine with that. Will it happen? Look, Manny and Mayweather had a peak opportunity, would have made whatever amount of money, and they didn't hit there. And when it did hit on the downhill, guess what? It made so much goddamn money. So even if it doesn't hit right now, if it does in eight months or a year, when they finally sign it, they're going to make a bunch of fuck money. Everybody's <laughs> going to be smelling thousands of dollar pussy. It's going to be it's going to be great. Now, you now you could make the argument that perhaps Pacquiao a lot of Olive Garden after that one. Oh yeah, <laughs> meat sauce mafia baby, <laughs> fuck money. Breadsticks on top all mafia, day. Baby. We'll have Virgil versus DiBiase as the undercard. We'll we'll finally settle that blood feud. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I won't steal the show if it's that. I'll but I, I see I, hardcore. I could I, I get the the argument that perhaps Pacquiao was on the the backside of his career, his you know. Uh, but at the same time, they drew half a billion dollars. So you can't. I, I can't see them having. I don't think they would have drew half a billion dollars. I think it happened exactly when it was supposed to happen, and they drew half but, a billion dollars, man. And you I know? agree with that. What I'm saying is, it didn't hit at the peak of the hype. It was like two years after when everybody was hoping it would have happened. For and that's my it's argument. worth. It worked out either way, so I'm saying that but, argument's kind of irrelevant whether it's now or in two years. If it does happen, that, it's going to be a money making thing. But that's my argument, though, because it was so anticipated that that hype actually helped push it over that you know half billion dollar mark. That, it, that's it, the point I'm saying. It was going to make that money no matter what. It just would have been a better fight, more entertaining if it had happened a few years earlier. Possibly, but I'm saying all the mouth breathers on ESPN, they were hyping it all along, and then it kind of died off. But to their credit, it did pick back up. But the point is, either way, they're going to make their money no matter when they do it. And do I think they'll do it? I do. I really do. But, yeah, I kind of clearly wasn't. Yeah, Connor clearly wants to do it. This is going to be his biggest payday oh, again. Yeah. I, I I don't know with the you know the legalities with UFC. I don't know how that's his contract. What it works. comes down it comes down to like intricate stuff. Like I mean, are they going to use the the big gloves? Or are they going to use you know I think it's sixteen ounce gloves or eight ounce gloves? And I think the the ones the UFC guys use are four ounce gloves. I don't don't quote me on that, but uh, I mean there, there's a lot of little like intricate bullshit that's got to get figured out you know what are they you know what are they actually going to be fighting how are they going to be fighting so oh, well, it's going to be a boxing match man and understandable but yeah, but are they are they going to use the big gloves 
Because that's a big they're issue use... they're talking about. The size yeah. of the gloves. No, 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 no. Those are some time, dude. The bigger gloves no, 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 and Mayweather's no, no. going to be able to push off McGregor all day. No, 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 no. no. The, the, but those things are semantics, man. Those things get worked out. The bottom line is UFC is shaking in their fucking boots. A, I agree. Hold on. A, they're upset because they don't have control of this. This is, you know, money, team money and all of that. B, Connor's the only draw they got. So if he loses, you know, UFC, which is already in big trouble, they're fucked. Well, yeah. I, I feel like Dana White, he, he sees, he's like having this flashback to the CM Punk fight, and he's going, man, I really don't want to get CM Punked by boxing. Like, <laughs> fuck. Like, you know, it, this looked really stupid for, for, for WWE, kind of, when CM Punk came into our world, guys ass whooped. I really don't want to go into their world and get our ass whooped. And then, <laughs> you know, I agree. Uh, so yeah, I'm sure that is in the back of his head. I agree, but the nice part about it is they could dance eight rounds. Oh, so I, then it makes yeah. it more believable. Which is probably what's going to happen anyway. Exactly. I mean, it's going to be a boring fight when it when it does, if and when it does actually happen, it's going to be a boring fight. Because totally. Floyd doesn't, he doesn't knock people out anyways. You know, he, he's a dancer. No, no, he's a, he's a technician, John. He's a technician. Tomato, tomato, fella. No, 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 no. That wasn't tomato, tomato. That was a tomato and rotten tomato. (laughs) (laughs) Dancer implies pussy. You know what I mean? Technician means implies master of one's craft, which he is. All right, Samantha, semantics. No, no, no. That's a distinction with a difference, brother. All right. Whatever helps you sleep on that pillow of yours. (laughs) <laughs> oh, well, then that, that hot-ass chick I sleep next to, that's what helps me sleep on my pillow. Shout out to Shy Girl. Shout out to Shy Girl. She sleep right now. Drink to that. I'm I'm riding sober as Red Rover tonight, but you guys drink up. All right. Well, good. Somebody's got to take us on this road to WrestleMania. <laughs> Somebody's got to yeah, no chill. <laughs> Yeah, we ain't flying, brother. We're driving, Christopher. So they asked, turn the Uber on. Take us. They asked the guy with no license, happy hour, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't matter. We trust you. Black guys never get pulled over. Oh, no. Not at all. Not at all. Never. That doesn't happen. What? No. Especially not down there in the South. That's like a straight shot, brother. We'll be Guy driving two white guys in the back down to Orlando. What? <laughs> <laughs> we'll I'm wear gonna have wigs and uh, I'm gonna have y'all put on suit coats and yacht jackets and shit, and we'll just act oh, yeah. like I'm I'm the chauffeur. <laughs> well, that's oh, yeah. we'll have the golf clubs in the trunk. Right. Eyes <laughs> <laughs> just driving, boss, and I roll y'all windows down and shit. Eyes just the driver. <laughs> We have like a whole like ten JR ten gallon hats or whatever. Potter. God damn it, Bitterman, what y'all done got I reckon what you done got into now. I sigh I sure will slow down, sir. Hey, I don't Jeff? read them sides too good. Hey, what's Jeff Jarrett's old old uh, manager? That's that reminded me of when he said that ten gallon cap. Uh, Colonel Parker, Lee. yeah, Tennessee Lee. Well, also, yeah, Colonel, Colonel, Parker. Colonel Parker. I was thinking, WWE, baby. Yeah, but, yeah. Colonel Rob Parker. There you go. <laughs> K 
cup of kernels. Cup of kernels. <laughs> Anywho, moving right along, we are on the road to WrestleMania. I do want to get you guys' thoughts on that. Personally, guys, the match that I am the most looking forward to is this Undertaker-Roman Reigns showdown. I am completely fascinated by this storyline, guys. I mean, honestly, Roman has to go over here because I'm assuming this is going to be Taker's last ride, pun intended. He's got to go over here. But when he goes over, he's going to be the most hated man in Orlando. He's going to get booed out the fucking building. So I'm just fascinated to see how this is going to play out. Hardcore, what what are you most looking looking forward to on Mania Weekend, and what are your thoughts about Taker and Roman? Well, I want to talk about that for a sec because he's. I was just telling somebody this today. He's the new age heel because one of the biggest frustrations you read about with fans on the internet and stuff, and and buddies you talk to, is that what is it? It's why don't you turn this guy heel? Insert name here, but Roman Reigns is the biggest one. So you put him over. As this teetering heel, I'm not a good guy, I'm not a bad guy. That's the new age heel. You make him beat The Undertaker, then he's getting heat. Because that's the goal, is to be find a heat seeker and somebody who can bring in the cheers. You can call him what you want, heel faces. I just think the game has changed to where this like teetering, non-good guy, non-bad guy is the new heel. So if he goes over, I think the goal is the heat's going to happen. They have to know. I mean, they're not dumb. Yeah. I mean, he's gonna yeah. get booed the fuck out of the building, <laughs> and if he well, and that's that's gonna be during his entrance. Okay, yeah. I mean, like <laughs> fuck, like I mean, and if he goes over, which smart booking would say he would, uh, yeah, I mean that you've just built the ultimate heel. If if he wasn't already, uh, but. It'll, I guess, it'll be loud, but he's he's still gonna have those girls and those kids that buy his merch and cheer for him and exactly. Uh, like you said, he's it's a, it's a different it's a different thing. They're not as clear cut, you know. If it, people say during the Attitude Era it was it was more of a gray, it's even more now. Yeah, you know, uh, you kind of pick your camp, and that's who you roll with, and it doesn't matter if he's an asshole. If you like that guy, that's who you like. Uh, I'm a, I'm a Kevin Owens guy. I'm a Randy Orton guy. You know, I'm, I'm killing on the Randy Orton stuff right now, but you know, even before when he's the bad guy, I still like me some Randy Orton. So exactly. Exactly. It's like, eh, I think I they got really that like authority, Randy Orton. So <laughs> I, I can go against that one, <laughs> but they I had, think it's they, like, they had me healed out on that one. <laughs> I think it's a little like they, they looked at this John Cena situation over the last 10 years and thought, you got half the arena paying a ticket to see him lose. Yet you also have half the arena buying his shirt, which was never yep. a thing in the old school heel days. It was, we're not wearing this guy's shirt. The heels wouldn't get merch money. So now this middle-of-the-road guy is putting butts in seats for two different reasons. That's totally fair. I can't, totally yeah, I, yeah, I can't argue that. And honestly, at this point in time, man, I can understand, you know, when he started to ascend and he started to get his push, we were still on that Daniel Bryan high and we thought we wanted him to come back and just ascend. Plus, you know, it happened the, the previous mania where the fans voices were heard and eventually they had no choice but to push Daniel to the top. So I can understand the backlash then. 
But, you know, guys, we're, what, two, three years away from that? And this guy goes out there. He consistently puts on some of the best matches. He works his ass off. He can take a hell of an ass whooping. You know what I mean? I, I don't yeah. understand what, what the hatred and what the vitriol is at this point. What 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 is it, guys? Why do people hate this man so much? Well, like I said from the beginning, I think it's because they're frustrated he's not going one way or the other. I don't know. What do you think, John? What? what, what why don't you I, think? Well, I mean, it's the it, – it got pushed down your throat uh, is what I think everybody feels. Uh, I'm I'm on the camp. I enjoy I enjoy his matches. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I would be – my frustration would be I think he just needs to be bitching – not bitching at people, but kicking motherfuckers' asses and like being unremorseful about it and not being you know he needs to be a dirty heel i th- i think but uh but even when they put him in the babyface role he he knocks out of the park with whoever he's with so uh yeah i have no problem with the guy you know he who he reminds me of two athletes man lebron james and a rod he reminds Absolutely. me of those, those two guys this guy yeah he's polarizing but the guy he's the best in the world at what he does well, okay, that's a little far. But he's really, really fucking good. I see what they see in him. He goes out. He consistently puts on great matches. I can't think of the last time I saw him in a bad match. But yet, no matter what he does, no matter how well he performs, motherfuckers just love to hate him. Yeah. And I almost uh, think it's there's kind of a there's kind of a uh, mob mentality in today's wrestling world because of yes, the internet too. Yes. So when you yes. get a large group of folks hating somebody then that's, you know, some of these younger people's way of feeling accepted that this is a cool thing to hate this guy. And I don't know that yeah. it's so much genuine for everybody. No, and I'm glad you touched on that, man, because A, you you give you brought up a good point, and B, you give me an opportunity to shit on the uh, internet wrestling troll fans, and I enjoy doing that from time the to IWT. time. The IWT. Yes, I enjoy doing trolls. that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Trademark yeah, copyright. Is, man. We we live in an echo chamber now, man. So and like you said, hardcore, like it's the cool thing to do to boo Roman Reigns. So now, and it's funny because sometimes when he wins, you'll hear that initial pop before people realize, oh shit, we hate this guy. We're supposed to be booing. And I was just gonna say, from from my perspective, with you know a little kid that's watching wrestling and starting to make her own decisions about who she wants to cheer for, uh. I see why they push him because he does. He has this amazing look, this superhero look. And um, there's a lot of kids that they would get behind that, you know, and that's who they would, they wouldn't know why people boo him. They, they would see, like you say, he has really good matches and that, you know, and he, 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 you know, I like, he always faces the, what should be the heel. So uh, they don't see, I guess, all the extra BS that us older long-time wrestling fans see. Uh, so I see why they they don't want to just turn him, I guess. I feel like they want to keep him in this John Cena role and see if it'll, you know, they, if they're making money on it, then it doesn't matter to them. And they don't want to lose that, you know, that younger generation that might be just looking up to him. So 
Now, speaking of money, at the end of Raw Monday night, Triple H and Mick Foley cut a money promo. That was a very entertaining oh, segment with Seth Rollins coming in, revealing, ta-da, I'm not hurt. And he got his comeuppance on Triple H. Eventually, Triple H overpowered him and beat the shit out of him. And we got good heat on Triple H. But that was a hell of a segment. Everybody played their parts well, I thought. Oh, fuck. Just I'm not brutal, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was off the cuff, just cutthroat. I liked it. It was uh, that's the kind of kind of shit I tune into Raw to see, and it was it was some of their best work uh, on the mic, I, I must say. For for what it's worth, for what my money's worth, Mick Foley knows how to work a goddamn microphone when he needs to. Oh, yeah. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. He's got this oh, happy-go-lucky, yeah. I'm the GM, you know, kind of thing going. And he's had that. He's retired. You know, he's a great human. We've learned about him as a human. But, brothers, when he gets that mic and gets passionate, there's nobody as good as him. And it, you could tell it's real. Like, I, I feel like Very it's... Very real. Uh, you know, I don't think he gets a script. I think, you know, they might... There's bullet points, I'm sure, that they all go over before... But when he cuts off, uh, it just it seems legit, and it feels like you're shooting. And you know, maybe it is, and maybe it isn't. But it that's what I like. It, it and, feels doesn't feel like bullshit. And especially with Stephanie McMahon, because there's some kind of relationship, father daughter type protector and younger, you know, feel. <laughs> I'm honest to God, though, they've been very close for 20 yeah. years. So there's. A chemistry there of Probably played raw finger emotion. puppets and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I knew okay, I, 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 would think I knew we were going to get a little yeah. loose here, weren't we? But yeah, uh, you know what I mean. He said Mick Foley, not Macho Man, John. There's a difference. Oh, oh There's, sorry. I'm, sorry, man, I meant Marty I meant they played Mr. Socko. Play Mr. Socko. <laughs> not, not help it, John. Not help it. <laughs> what, dirty? What, they played Dirty Socko? You want to play Mr. Socko? <laughs> Let me hear you somewhere in the middle of Kentucky. Yeah. I can't think of the city right now. Here's Dirty Socko! <laughs> oh, look at my little puppet. Give me Dirty Socko! Give me a little kiss. That's just a little spit-up stain. Don't worry, that's just Dirty Socko's spit-up stain. Oh, he had... Fuck. He had orange juice earlier. Is that That's why, why it's yellow? I was about to say, is that why Socko's always dingy? <laughs> for sure, for sure. The mileage on the Socko. Oh yeah, that thing's like a crustacean. <laughs> but you know, Triple H nice gets a bad rap. Oh gee. <laughs> Triple H. Pop. With the IWC. Because they say that he buries people on the mic. And I don't think he so much as buries people on the mic. I, I think not a lot of people can keep up. And so, you know, you got to give props to Mick Foley because they went back and forth and it did feel real. I Honestly, I think it was a shoot. Obviously, it was a work shoot, but I, I think it came from a real place from, you know, with both guys. And it, it created magic. There's years there. I mean, there's just... Yeah. These guys, these guys got nothing but history. Uh, and I... I think there is probably some tensions with Steph and stuff of that, you know. So, yeah, uh, Look, it, 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 it it came off great. And, you know, obviously Seth coming out, dropping the crutch, doing that whole shtick. Uh, I don't know if they're actually get. I mean, 
I feel like they might not necessarily have a match at Mania. It might be kind of more of just a segment. Ring the bell, uh, DPP. I agree completely. Ding, ding, so, ding, ding, ding. Shout out to DWI. Kind of like, kind of like the Rock and uh, Bray Wyatt whole segment last year. I feel like, or even you know, the Triple H, Steph, and Ronda Rousey thing. You know, I think there will be an altercation of some kind, but I don't know. If, and hey, we'll find out in the next two weeks. Maybe I'm totally fucking wrong. Uh, but because supposedly he's not totally cleared, but uh, it's not going to. I think the two of them can put together something that'll at least be entertaining. I thought the same thing, though, that I don't think it's going to be an announced match at this point. Yeah. Two weeks away, it's just going to be. Because, listen, it opened up with saying, don't show up at Mania, don't show up at Mania, you'll regret it. That's great hype. We don't need a match. Yeah. We got 14 of them. I I think it might be that, you know, like a Shield-type run-in. You know, you don't know where he's at. You know, if they they, did be cool, you know, if Triple H is being hunted like the whole show. I mean, that would be amazing. <laughs> Fuck yeah. There's just segments of like little like teasers where like he like comes around a corner and there's like a Seth Rollins like t shirt hanging there or something, you know, just <laughs> bullshit. Just fucking with Triple H the whole show. And like if New Day's playing into it as well, being the host, you know, that'd be amazing. <laughs> hey, before we that- move on, can, can I ask you guys' opinion? Because I wanted to think of this while we're on Mania. We got Braun. We got Finn Balor cleared. He was at the house show. Who else? We got Samoa Joe. Uh, not with matches. Do you guys see what anything with them happening? I, I think we'll end up getting Joe and Sami Zayn. I, I think we'll go ahead and do that. Braun, that's the tough one. Uh, Finn, I don't think he's going to come back until the night after Mania. I think that's okay. going to be the big surprise for the yep. you know for the next season. Sure. Bra- Braun's the tough one, man, because he's still kind of embroiled in this Roman Reigns thing. So I, I don't know if he's going to be in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal and he just you know whips everybody's ass in that, or if that, they want to, yeah. or if they want to throw him in there and, and make it a three way with Roman and Taker. So I'm I, I don't know. I'm kind of last week. That's what I was asking. I, that three. I hope they don't do that. That uh, just muddies the waters of. Uh, I'm not a big fan of triple threats uh, you gotta be good particularly at mania uh, i'm not i uh it's triple threats when you know 15 years ago when they had never been done really they were cool and then after you saw it time and time and time again and then there was time and time again that they didn't make any sense why it was a triple threat you could tell that it was just oh we needed to get this guy on the card and that's a lot of times that's the way the triple threats seem to work out. There, there's no reason really for those three to be together other than we needed one guy. We need some form to do is the, the way they always get put together now. So that'd be terrible, uh, especially if Taker doesn't need a triple fucking threat. Well, that's all. That's what I'm saying. It would be a terrible idea because the three least agile guys in the locker room. <laughs> You're gonna do a three way match. You got to make it sweet, daddy. yes, like Mania 20 but, style. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if uh, Braun ends up double booked that night. Maybe he's doing the battle royal and then he does a run in of some kind. Yeah. That wouldn't, you know, because they're they're building something. You know, obviously Taker's probably not going to be here after Mania. Whether he's retired or not, he's not going to be there the next day probably. So uh, Roman and Braun is something I think they're going to be pushing in the the next. 
couple pay-per-views you know after be cool? that. So. You know it would be cool? If, if they didn't have the Seth-Triple H match, and so obviously uh, <laughs> Triple H gets Joe, and then Seth buys an insurance package with Braun Strowman. Hell yeah, I can dig awesome. that. You, you have to forgive me. I, I'm sitting up here watching Big John bust a move, and I just... Sorry, <laughs> sorry but had, had, a, had, a, had a ginger run-in, should I say, uh, from my house. Somebody made a run-in to the basement and did a little dance for me, so... Hey, um, lucky totally you. naked, too. And like, it wasn't hardcore naked. for the listeners. His wife It ginger. wasn't hardcore. No, it wasn't. It was well, my it, lovely wife, so it, it wasn't hardcore. Thank it, God. It, it, it sounds like we need to be wrapping this up then. So, <laughs> for the sake of Big John, that's what it sounds like for Little John, rather. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. Work, I'm, I'm working you John. guys on the uh, the naked part. That's for sure. <laughs> and now the whole it's world knows that <laughs> he does. It's kayfabe that he hates gingers. Uh, He's married to one. Uh, yeah, it's just Fred kayfabe. Well, I, I don't know, man. It depends on what kind of marriage they have. Y'all know how these yeah, things work sometimes. I don't think Al Bundy was too fond of his ginger. You know, I'm just saying. <laughs> nice reference. Al. <laughs> Pig. <laughs> I want some new clothes, I wish you guys saw me. I just, like, shook my hands and did a great physical <laughs> comedy of Peg Bundy. Anyhow. I'd, use that. Yeah. I'd rather I, I'd rather smell shoes all day. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he used to piss me the fuck off every Sunday night on Fox that he would just get shit on at the end of every episode. I would sit every there and watch episode. every week thinking, he's gonna get out of this situation, live a good goddamn life. Go move from the south side of Chicago to the north side, get rid of these people, and he always got shit on at the end. So you know what? And that's uh, that Modern Family. He's he's uh, the that's one of my favorite shows going show. right now. Anyways, but uh, for our generation that grew up on Married with Children, I I mean I just I'm drawn to him just you know because that character and I like. You know, the kind of it's like Al Bundy finally made good. Exactly. Was like, Do it well, <laughs> but like still has to deal with similar bullshit. But at yes. least she's hotter than fuck. And like, right. you know, like, totally. I feel like he made good, but, you know, he's still he's, he's got rough days. So great analogy. <laughs> so true. Hey, I, I tell you what, though, man, Al Bundy had them hands, though. So when it was time to throw them things, the Bundys got down, Jack. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he had ass, man. Right down his pants. Let me hear ya. Somewhere in America. It, it was many a ass that got kicked at the hands of Al Bundy, bro. And not just at Punk High School, neither. <laughs> Four TDs in the game. Shout out to Dusty Provost. Anyway, moving right along. Shane got his ass whooped this week in SmackDown. News. Did he ever? Smoke, he was eating too, wasn't he? Oh, stomped, man. Uh, well, yeah, at the end when he came out with that black eye. Did you see that? His eye was swollen shut. Oh, you said eye. I was about to say, who? Apollo Crews? I thought you said black guy. I'm like, what, Apollo? Uh, <laughs> I said swollen <laughs> eye. <laughs> it, it did 
didn't it didn't surprise me one bit, or doesn't surprise me one bit, I should say, that AJ'd be a guy that they say he, he throws some stiff punches in the ring anyways, and I could see him not giving a fuck. Oh, you, you put me with the boss's son? Yeah, I'm not fucking holding back, and he's probably putting a little bit more into it, you know, and Shane probably tells him, oh, yeah, you know, lay into me. Oh, okay. yeah, because, you, okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, the McMahons want to prove how tough they are, so he probably yeah, is telling him, yeah, don't hold you back. You could see it on some of those shots Shane was taking. You could literally see it in his face. I mean, he was getting his ass whooped, and he – yeah, you can tell when it's when it's an ass whooping just by the reaction, and he's getting his ass whooped. <laughs> yeah, that Mellow Farmer was beat red, so yeah. Not to mention the big gash in the back of his head, but that mother was beat red, so yeah. <laughs> and Shane's always been a masochist, so you know he wanted it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's leave his personal life out of this hardcore. No, that is, his, that is his personal life. <laughs> How about it? Just kidding, Jumping I'm not off into the that shit at all, baby. Unless you are. So, I'm into what you're in, sweetheart. Sorry, so, so going. He's trying to act like <laughs> have on nipple clamps and a burning candle up his ass right now. While he's I don't know why here, he's the here, plug, me, I don't. plug these to your nipples while I start the car. We're going to have a gay old time. <laughs> you know what? You, you've been good hanging out in the, uh, in the cabin with Bray Wyatt. <laughs> Got worms crawling out of holes and shit. They start the car. His ginger ass look like Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer and shit. <laughs> I got a big pink boner every time I think of that war. None of that limp dick desert storm puppy shit. <laughs> remember this... when? Remember when Kane put the jumper cables on Shane's nuts? I thought you were gonna say. Speaking of big pink boners, do you remember when Kane? <laughs> I do. <laughs> that too. No, no, let's not go there. Let's stay okay. with the, the... The oddest thing is that in this conversation, the safe way to go is jumper cables on somebody's nuts. But go ahead and go. <laughs> I just, it was like 2003. Kane Shane had a feud going into Survivor Series, and he fucking electrocuted his nuts on Raw. Jumper that cables. Was- I remember that. That was actually the Daniel Bryan versus Kane feud before there was a Daniel Bryan versus Kane feud. Wasn't it? Didn't they tag and do all that? <laughs> Little tiny fella. Little oh, tiny they, fella. they had some great matches. Great match. But that's how you jumpstart a feud. And and this Bray and Randy, or a um, I, I know. Oh, go ahead. I know, Hardcore, you wanted to touch on this, man. So, by all means, the floor is yours, brother. I, I didn't even hear what you said. I, I heard you say, this is how you start a feud. And then I thought to myself, well, that's how we start the car, too. But anyway. Nice. <laughs> no, I know you wanted to touch on the uh, Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton segment from this week's SmackDown. Well, fuck listen, him. I, thought it, I think that was Big John. You go ahead, Big John. That was your thing. Yeah. Fuck. That was the greatest thing ever. Best, okay, most, like to <laughs> Finally, finally. Baseball uh, has been good to me. I've been, I've been, I got, I hope, I hope, I hope this continues after WrestleMania. Because uh, finally, the Wyatt, Bray Wyatt, like, storyline and the character is what it should be. It's fucking dark. It's he fucking talking about Satan. And they're talking about the soul of Sister Abigail. And 
fucking it's just demonic and that is what it should be in order to get him to be possibly even remotely something of the mystique of an undertaker 15 years however long down the road to get that mystique of a character if that's what you're wanting to get and i'm hoping it becomes you gotta get into this dark just crazy shit and then, then it like builds that and they, oh, it was amazing and it's i hope they continue with it i'm fully fully invested in it uh and i i love that it's randy orton involved in it because i think he kind of fits into that quirkiness uh, i think they picked a picked a good main eventer to put into that you know storyline with bray there's a lot of things that john and i'll you know, we'll see eye to eye on a little bit when it comes to wrestling, but there's one subject matter that we will never, ever, it's just straight down the line, it's pure agreement, and that's the the dark Bray Wyatt shit. It's absolutely fantastic. That was really, that Undertaker, the ministry days and all that, I there was just something about that shit that drew me in, and I love seeing it come back, and it started with the house burning. I mean, obviously, he's always kind of, towed the line with uh, darkness, but really lately, the last two SmackDowns have been fantastic with that shit. And in all fairness, you know, Randy Orton did burn the Mellon Farmer's house down, so right. he, he had he had it coming. <laughs> uh, and I, it's something, you know, it's, the funny thing is that it's not even really about the title. They're, that, that's what it's, they gave, they gave this feud the title, but I, feel like it, they, it still didn't even need it. Uh, they got something good enough here with, you know, all the the drama. Or not drama, but just the mystique and the... the yeah. <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see where they put this on the Mania card. I, I'm. W- do you guys think it's going to be like the... Because typically with Mania, it's four hours. And it seems like the way that they set the shows up is that every hour kind of has its own main event. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. So... And- I now think we're back to two titles. You could kind of go back to there's kind of a blueprint of how they used to do it, you know, when they had the two title. So, you know, it's only been, I guess, what, three three years that they didn't have the two titles, you know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't think it's – I mean, it's obviously it's not the featured of the yeah. titles. Yeah. Uh, so – Middle of the card somewhere, probably for sure. I, I bet you Taker Roman goes on after them. What what yeah. I don't want to see, and I've been hearing rumblings, obviously Bray Brock, that's going to take home the night. But what I don't want to see is it go right under that, and that's what I've been hearing rumblings of. you got to mm. have that ice break. I mean, what did they do, like a women's match last year? Something right between two big matches. But you got to have that breather especially at a five-hour event or however long it is if you do the back-to-back titles yeah. that's that's very draining that that robs but at the same time counterpoint to that is if the main event is 30 seconds then it would work yeah and, I, and it's got to be that honestly man because we're going to be in that motherfucker for 10 and a half hours so yeah. you know by the time brock and or uh, excuse me berg and and brock go on it's going to be time to go. The natives are going to be getting restless. It, you know, five minutes, they need to wrap that shit up anyway. And I don't really remember last year. I feel like they did the Andre the Giant Battle Royal right before the main event. Yeah, because maybe Jack it, and DDP. 
Yeah, yeah. It was either that or was it either that? Or, I think the Rock segment, which uh, might have went a little long. <laughs> but you're right, though. It's it one good. of those two. It was one of those two. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I don't know. I I see it. You know, hell, I I don't know what the hell they're gonna do. I see it maybe being the main event of the first hour, and and getting it out the way then. That would be hot. But, yep. Yeah. Yep. But we'll see, man. Who who knows, man? Uh, anything else on SmackDown you guys wanted to touch on? No, other than the fact that my fucking DVR fucked up, so I missed the whole first goddamn hour, and it was dude, it was absolute DVR botch. And the worst of its kind, because I was in the house. I was just, I thought it was fucking working. So I was doing some shit, fucking like avoiding seeing any updates of anything stupid so I could be be behind. And then I go downstairs, and it's like fucking whatever, Bones or House or whatever the fucking Red Wizard had DVR. So I was like, Jesus. And I look and there's two of them and my mind's canceled. And I was like, Jesus. So as soon as I turned to, thank God, as soon as I turned to, Shane McMahon's getting out of the car and he's getting his ass whooped. So I caught what mattered and caught the rest, you know, the end. Uh, well, do hashtag you white people problems. Absolutely. <laughs> say first world problems. Hashtag white people problems. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. God damn it, I'm out of yogurt. <laughs> I'm so damn horny and we ain't got any bananas left. Let me hear you, Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> but hey, do That's yourself a-, a favor, Big John, real quick. Do yourself a favor. Go back and watch just the AJ promo he cut. It was really, really good. Gotcha. And he's always been kind of hit or miss when it comes to that, but his promo killed it. Nice, nice. Speaking of bananas, here's a little here's a little story for you. Shout out to a couple buddies of ours on a podcast called Bareback Sports. Shout, Shout out out there. Uh, on I'm sure it's on SoundCloud. I'm sure it's soon to be on iTunes, maybe. Uh, but a guy on there called himself Opie uh, might be a banana fan as well. I think. Uh, he happens to work for me and I work with me and I've noticed in the work van a, quite a few times, some really brown old banana peels. And I'm like, why are you holding on to these? Banana peels? <laughs> like, if I, banana, I would throw this peel out. I wouldn't hold on to it for just days. It seems so. I don't know so, what's going on, but I think somebody must have been listening to the podcast before and got a little, little banana peel fever. I was going to hey, say, man. sounds like them boys over there at Bareback yeah, Sports been listening to the product. Hey, man, it's a movement, man. When you said Bareback Sports, I, I, I took that totally different. I'm like, okay, who's the host? RuPaul and Jason Collins? Or I, I didn't know where that was going there, but... <laughs> shout out to bareback sports though shout out to the banana peel movement man it's a thing i'm gonna throw jason <laughs> collins under the bus like that man we got number love for jason collins shout out to jason collins this is your formal invite to come on to the wrestling happy hour man just broadcast from hardcore's house just like <laughs> that jason collins he's one of the guys in new kids on the block right sure yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> that being said, the lights are coming oh, on, guys. Sink. He's an in sync. Sure, okay. okay. Yeah. That He's in sync with another no. member of the Backstreet Boys, that's for sure. Let me hear you, Hollywood, Cali, California. Yeah, Lance Bass can't take all of that. <laughs> He'll break that poor boy in half. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, fucking like 6'10, 260, man. He'll break that man in half, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lance Bass be saying bye 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 to his asshole. I know that. But <laughs> don't worry. That pink sock be sitting right on the tip. Don't worry, baby. We'll buy you a new one. Let me hear you. That being said, folks, we're going into last call here. Have you guys heard that Lucha Underground is now on Netflix? Yes, and I did. And and that's one of those the only wrestling in the world that you can sit there and just binge the entire thing because it's a movie. So it doesn't matter what when you it came think. out or anything. I'm excited about it. I haven't done it yet. I, I've watched Lucha Underground before, but I'm excited to sit down and watch it. Same here, man. That might be my uh, post-mania hangover cure, man. A couple weekends, you know, right before the NBA playoffs starts. No NCAA. Just try to bang it out, you know, over a weekend or something like that. It's a good idea. Speaking of, speaking of NCAA, did you get a bracket in? I did. That was actually on last call, so we'll go to that right now. My Hell final yeah. four is Kentucky, Louisville, Duke, and Villanova. I got Duke taking it all. What you, what you think? I got UNC. I, I put in two. I got, uh, I'm got. i in a bracket with a bunch of buddies, and then I'm in some fucking group with my wife and a bunch of other <laughs> couples. And Where everybody picks the mascot. A bunch of high spots. Kid friends, parents, or whatever. So hopefully I can take all their fuck money. So, uh, but I got UNC winning both. Honestly, I, I I only watched the tournament. I love the tournament though, so I'm thoroughly looking forward to tomorrow for St. Patrick's Day and Hire basketball. Me, so. The one time fucking nice. ginger pubes are more than acceptable. Shout out nice. to St. Patrick's Day. My day, hey. baby. Shout out St. Patrick's Day, man. Always a fun time. I'm from the Midwest too, man, so y'all know how we get down, oh, man. Yeah. Hot topping back there. The morning. Kicks and eggs. It's kegs and eggs, baby. Kegs it, and it eggs. It is. And Chris, you're right. It's a little different out in the West Coast. Not as it's not as hyped as it was in the Midwest. No, not at all. Like, we would literally wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning and be at the bars by 7, 7.30. Absolutely. And I, I'll tell you, uh, HH probably uses this line anyways, but uh, I I always fuck a ginger on St. Patty's Day, so then I have luck for the rest of the year. How so uh, I'm sure nice. Hardcore probably uses that as a pickup line. You, hey, you want to fuck a ginger? You know, oh, have good luck for, for sure. Year. Oh, Absolutely. <laughs> Oh, brother. <laughs> this is the only you know, time I don't like. On St. Patty's Day, you have good luck for the something. rest of the year. I'm going to tell you something. This is the only time. I, you guys know me. I like to just sit down at a bar, shoot the shit with everybody. This is the one time I'm bar hopping, son of a bitch. <laughs> on St. Patrick's Day, because I want to just use that line on every little dame I see. Shout out to <laughs> women in general. Nice. And you know, about by about five o'clock in the evening. My penis. <laughs> but you know, at, at about at about four or five o'clock in the evening, after about eight hours of green beers, they probably think he's the Notre Dame leprechaun anyway, and they go throw him some buns just off that. <laughs> oh no! Here's what I do. I tell him I'm I'm, I'm the kid from Hambina or uh, the Sandlot, Hambino. Nice. Nobody knows who that motherfucker is anymore. Problem is Google on their phones. You need to just right. start singing. Oh, Danny boy, oh, Danny boy. 
I like it though. I I like it. Calling from Glen to Glen down the mountains. I knew you knew the words. Oh, every goddamn word. <laughs> And shout out to Johnny Cash. In my opinion, just a little bit over Elvis, he sings the best Danny Boy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he's got that gritty, yes. hard life feel to it. Like, he yeah. really, he, he's got some soul. He put yes. some soul into it. So, yeah, I can yes. I get down with that, man. Shout out to Jenny, Johnny Cash, the man in black, R.I.P. Yep. Uh, last but not least, ladies and gentlemen, or gentlemen rather, did you guys hear that they're doing a Matrix reboot? Don't uh, care. Yeah. Never saw it. You know what? Get the I, fuck out of here. You never saw The Matrix? The Matrices? None of them? I saw a few, like, you know. He's been living in The Matrix for <laughs> 15 years. Hey, I don't care what the color of your pill is. How fuck. much is it? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not on Snapchat, but I'm sure if you saw this guy's Snapchat, I bet you'd think he was just living in The Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. How about it? Let me hear That can't you. be real life. That can't be real life. Yeah, that thing is thicker than it is long. What's that, a hockey puck or a soda can? <laughs> Let me hear you, Snapchat America. Oh. Well, it's, then, then they see the deja vu thing because he sends it over and over and over and over. <laughs> and they, they're like, all right, the, the, what is it? The fucking agents are coming. The agents are coming. <laughs> Yeah, at this point, I gotta like start drawing pretty pictures on the tip of it and shit to mix it up a bit. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, nice. You know what? In all honesty, the first one when it first came out, I mean, it blew blew my mind. I, it was a badass movie. That, like, uh, I think it'd still probably hold up today if I if I watch it. The other two, eh, they were decent. It was just kind of, it was one of those. I don't know way too much blockbuster like they, they saw money in it and they exploited it it happens with a lot of movie franchises so uh, i didn't dislike them uh with cgi now you know, no, i guess they could do a whole bunch of different crazy shit it could be pretty cool to watch so are they gonna do keanu and a larry fishburne wasn't that if who was in it fucking better have one well in it I'm hearing Keanu. Well, here's the thing. The original two, the Wachowski brothers, which one of them is a sister now, but that's a whole yeah. different story yeah. for a whole different podcast. <laughs> that's, a whole other podcast. that's a whole different thing, but they're not going to be involved in it. So it's the uh, the studio that's rebooting it. Uh, Keanu is down to be involved in it, so I'm assuming he'll have a cameo or something like that. Kind of like the Ghostbusters, but uh, we'll see. Uh, I'm I was a fan of the original trilogy. The third one was kind of, yeah. The first one obviously was the best one. The second one was cool. This just seems too soon. But then again, it is 17. And, you know, the first one came out in 99. So, yeah. fuck, I'm just old. Fuck it. They've rebooted rebooted Spider-Man eight times in fucking ten years. So, (laughs) Hey, wake me up when Keanu redoes Bill and Ted's. Then I'll give a flying fuck. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I'm with you. you know what? Studio. Stu- I didn't realize that the the brothers or brother sister weren't involved. If that's the case, that could just be a studio fucking everything up. Probably won't exactly. be any good. Sounds like it. Hey man, little little fun fact though, man. Before we get into our matches, you know it was actually a black woman that wrote that. Oh, no no shit. shit. It was a black woman, and and the reason I know that she was true when she wrote it is because she sued the studio. They offered her seven million. 
for this lawsuit to go away, and she turned it down. So that's how you know she really did write the motherfucker. Because who's going to turn down $7 yeah. million? You know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah. So shout out to her. I can't remember her name. It, she wrote that one, and it was another science fiction. Oh, the term, I think it was The Terminator. She did that one, too. No shit. Yeah. It was. I think it was The Terminator. Don't quote me on that, but I know The Matrix. No, it was I the think Matrix. that's James Cameron. No, he directed it. I thought he wrote them. Well, then, you don't know, you quote me, boy, because I ain't said shit. Yeah, don't quote <laughs> me, boy, because I ain't said shit. Fair enough. Big job. What's your match of the week, brother? You know what? Uh, beans were two weeks away and just kind of, I feel like we're go home almost. Uh, I was getting on the rabbit hole, in a sense, on the network this last week. Hell and my would be the go home raw. With, uh, for WrestleMania 13. So if you go on the network, it would be 1997, like March 16th or something like that. And it's a steel cage match, Psycho Sid, Bret Hart, to decide pretty much which marquee match at the pay-per-view is going to have the belt. And it's just a great match, a whole lot of melee, and Bret shoots off the mouth. It's It's just – it's – uh, just amazing road to WrestleMania entertainment, you know, from the from the years past. So it's quality. And, and just real quick, Hog Four, right before we get to you, brother, or whatever the fuck I just said, uh, it was uh, Matrix and Terminator. Sophia Stewart, she wrote both okay. of those. Okay. Nice. Yes. Yes. Do you, do you just have to go track down Stat Girl to get that one, or Shot Girl to get that one? Oh no! Yep. When it is when it when it involves black people, man, I, I don't mind doing my own research. <laughs> Anytime I got a chance to put over a brother or sister, man, I, I'll, I'll do the research, man. I'll oh, do the yeah. work, man, for the culture, brother, for the culture. Good response, because if you said no, I just googled it real quick. I was gonna say, way to break the fucking chat girl gimmick. <laughs> good response, well played. Thank you, yeah, thank Christopher. You. Appreciate it, brother. What's your match of the week, man? I I went this whole goddamn time. Without pissing. All right, I'm hey, good. Just, I was about to say, right, your master versus the toilet. You versus the toilet. Yeah, yeah, but I'm better now. So where was I? Whew, that was hard. That was one of them <laughs> them spine tinglers. Uh, <laughs> so I wanted to say this because it's out on the network. I feel like I've probably used this as my match of the week a hundred times, but it's my favorite all-time match, and it's WrestleMania, and it premiered recently on the network as the WrestleMania Rewind Special. And it's WrestleMania 18, Rock vs. Hogan, to this day, still gives me chills. So that's going to be my match of the week, two weeks before the, the biggest fucking night of the year that we'll be at, boys, Orlando, Florida. Chills. 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 When he holds chills. up his, when Hogan holds up his hand and has, he's holding up Rock, or he's, he's holding his uh, left, with his right hand, he's holding his left rib cage. And he does one of these things with his other arms where he looks at him and he kind of looks at the crowd and gives it like, hey, here, crowd, this is your new uh, torch-carrying son of a bitch, if you wheel. That was great. And and the Toronto crowd was so fucking hot. My God. I I just remember uh, watching it and amazed, I guess. I mean, that was one of those first ones where – the crowd hijacked a show in a sense. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, that really hadn't happened up to that point 
you know, on that grand of a scale, in a sense. Everything, so storyline always kind of went the way it should. And they, I mean, they hijacked that shit and fucking Hogan was, and the the beauty of it was that they they realized it. They knew. So they kind of switched it up and Rock starts kind of playing heel. You know, it doesn't change the finish necessarily, but it, Rock kind of switched roles and it it was, oh, amazing. Shout out to uh, Lister Beth O'Rourke, one of our best friends from back in the day. We watched Shout that at her apartment. Uh, or at least I did. I, yeah. I watched it at her apartment. It was just amazing. Shout out to Beth. Shout out to um, Beth. In, in honor of one of our earlier stories, I'm going to go Mayweather Big Show, WrestleMania 24. And, and shout out shout out to the Big Show, man. He's been in incre- He's gotten into incredible shape. And I'm kind of trying to figure out what they're going to do with him, man, because he is in this great shape. And he, he's going out there whooping people's asses. So I, I'm curious to see what's on the horizon for the Big Show. Well, I'll tell you, he came out, I don't know if it was today or what, but he said next year's, it, 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 that's it. Oh, so maybe that's I, what it is. He's just grow, grow, uh, gearing up for one last run, huh? Well, I think, honestly, Chris, I think the whole hype behind him was that, hey, I got a whole new audience with Shaq, and unfortunately it just didn't pan out. Mm. Yep. Touche, maybe so. And, uh, I mean, he's kind of, fuck, they were chanting please retire to him for the last like two years. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I think he kind of knows and I'm sure his body's beat up, you know, and he's had a long run and I, I don't know, not to, but like kind of Mariano Rivera ish or, you know, like Derek Jeter. Hey, you announce you get, Hey, I one last year and maybe they can kind of put him out there and do the circuit and maybe you won't get fucking some bullshit asshole reactions and people fucking, Give him a standing O, because he fucking deserves it. More than The me. guy's fucking done whatever they wanted him to do from day one. Uh, you know, he's drawn money for him at times, you know, and he's done the, the bullshit roles and, you know, eating shit for him at times. So, uh, yeah, I, he's an absolute first ballot Hall of Famer, hell of a dude, fucking amazing attraction. Uh, yeah, I think it's nice for him to announce it so maybe he gets a nice solid swan song of the year you know at least some appreciation because it that sucks they've been fucking shitting on him the last couple of years that's just bullshit you couldn't say more you you can't say enough good things about the career of the big show be, as as a worker i mean yeah he's done it all he said on the stone cold podcast remember he said hey when when they need a face, well, let's call Big Show. He like, the kids like him. <laughs> when you need a heel, well, let's call Big Show. You can get over his heel. So yeah, fair it, enough. Yeah, because any any hatred on him for of his character, it's it's not him. It's how they booked him. You know, like the guy's a fucking giant, <laughs> like legitimate fucking giant. That's amazing. I I mean, I just still to this day one of the most not breathtaking, but just like in all things I ever remember from a live show is a show seeing him when I had really decent seats and seeing him close, just like that motherfucker is huge. Just an like amazing spectacle. It, so. it, real quick, it's my one mem- my one real vivid memory is sitting second row at a WWE house show in Peoria, Illinois, and it was a mixed tag match. And it was Rock and somebody, uh, Rock and Kane versus Big Show and somebody. 
and Big Show and Kane were right up against the rail doing some chops. And I was, I'll never forget the image of the width of Big Show's chest. That's what blew my mind. I saw Shane McMahon jump off onto him at Backlash. It was right in front of me. And it, I mean, it was just amazing. So just that man is, he's earned everything he's gotten, you know, well-deserved. And it's hopefully he gets a well-deserved last year. You know, not necessarily, I don't think they're going to put the belt on him. You know, way I guess now they have two. And that's one of the things I, I know that people dog on having two world titles or whatever you want to fucking call them. But, uh, part of it is you can kind of, you can spread the love, I guess a little bit, and you can give, give a guy a spotlight here and a spotlight there. So, and it's not, it doesn't have to be a necessarily one guy at the top, you know, holding everybody down this way. Hey, guys, happy St. Patrick's Day. Enjoy your corned beef and cabbage, your green beers. Enjoy some NCAA tournament basketball this weekend. If you can fit in some wrestling, that's cool, too. For Big John Brock, for Danny Hardcore Hudman, my name is Chris Platt. Until next time, cheers and beers. Cheers and beers. Hey, hit me up on Twitter at Podcast. Hit up SoundCloud.com slash Wrestling Happy Hour. Look us up on Facebook. Just look up Wrestling Happy Hour. Instagram, all one word, Wrestling Happy Hour. If you want to email us, it's at, uh, it's uh, the Wrestling Happy Hour. So the in front of Wrestling Happy Hour at gmail.com. And all you girls, tomorrow, St. Patty's Day, if you want a big old thick ginger to kiss you on the lips, daddy, let me hear nice. you, big John Brad. Our course coming for you, baby. Nice. What? What? Happy Austin nice. 316 Day. Power, Christopher. <laughs> people power. <laughs> Happy people Tristan. power day. Tristan, there's still time, man, and I'm hearing this bitch want to get pregnant now, man. Cut that cord, baby. Hey, peace. <laughs> We out. <laughs> Ooh, Mr. Hat, Scissor Me Timber. <laughs> Mr. Timber. <laughs>